So I'm really wishy-washy, I noticed today. I just made my early supper. I had some turkey meatloaf with tomato sauce, onions. Um, I was sitting here in my studio looking around and right in front of me were these black pieces of cardboard, I guess, or illustration board I had hanging around here. After I cleaned up my studio, I find things that are just sort of tucked behind things. So it's very hot today in Northern California, and I'm sitting here on the floor in the studio space after having just eaten here. And I found these templates that I had for some kids' projects when I was in the library. And I just picked up, since I had just organized my drawing utensils, I knew right where everything was, so I just opened the drawer, and there were my pastels, or there's my watercolor sticks, or my foil pastels, so I picked up the little container of them and sitting here tracing around these monsters they're like monster um templates with because i wanted to keep the black background i thought well you could gesso over that and start painting i'm like no i want to keep that black background so i'm very quickly using a gold pastel soft pastel going around part of this. I just used part of this template. It's the um, wild, Where the Wild Things Are, that book. You know that book by... Um... <laughs> I think my brain doesn't work anymore to remember anything. Oh, yay, yay. Where the Wild Things Are. Do I have to look it up? Oh my gosh. That should be right on the tip of my tongue. I hope it's still recording. Where? Google something and you had the co-op radio. Oh yes, Maurice Sendak. How could I forget? It's because I've been out of the library almost, almost four and a half years. Anyway. Maurice Sendak wrote a book, Where the Wild Things Are, for kids' book. And these are templates that I don't remember where we got them. They came somewhere. And um, I utilized them in something and I took them with me. And they were sitting here on the floor. And I poked through my... I have a mixture of soft pastels, oil pastels, watercolor or aquarelle, aquarelle, I have graphite in here, I don't need the graphite because I've got black, I'm trying to figure out what else I want to put on this, ah, uh, let's use this, there's some sort of a gold, or an ochre color, the land, the 
color of dirt in a desert. Actually, the desert dirt is more red than this, as far as I recall. And I took my little jaunt across the New Mexican landscape in Arizona. Saw the Grand Canyon. That was back in 2009. Anyway, that ochre color, I'm going to have, so I have yellow, ochre, I'm going to put some kind of brick red, or this is, now I'm mixing media because this is more of, this isn't either an, a water or an oil, because it's very smooth when it goes on, I think it's oil actually, so I'm, so I'm mixing, layering over, taking my red kind of over, I'll, I'll post this, I'll post this again on Anchor, and then on, I guess my website, I'm going to go to my website and start using that a little more, and see what I do with it. Yeah, I'm not, I, I work with different mediums all the time, how about a blue, that might be pretty on that outside. It's more of a green on the black, isn't it? Is this blue? Huh. Oh no, it had blue paint on it. It's more of a yellow. That's okay. <laughs> I draw into my paintings. So a lot of my drawing uh, materials end up with paint on them. Because I draw back into wet paint or on top of paint and so I'm just playing with this because I saw the template I saw the black background already already black for me sometimes I want to use black and I hesitate painting a big black surface because then it's dark already and you never know if you want that light left in the background so until you get going so i've done a couple right now real quick kind of sketchy things let's see i'm going to do a series of three i already used that one let's try this one and um i layer over these i like to do things in series um things that are related some reason that pleases me so here's a different one and I'm I'm actually going beyond the actual template I'm making my own marks but using it as a as a beginning and this one is another one of the monster shapes from where the wild things are you know that story maybe I should read the story in this audio that might be fun. Yeah, I think I'll do that as part of the audio. And then post my pictures. I'm thinking about doing a Patreon account because I need some cash <laughs> to get me through summer. I don't like to talk about this because I feel like I'm less than for some reason. Like somehow I'm a failure because I need money. But I know everybody needs money to survive, right? I'm really trying to make it as an artist, as a working artist, and work in the school to supplement. I have a small little 
beginning of a semi-retirement from the library. Not enough to keep me going. So I have to sell my work and I have to work outside the home occasionally. But overall, I'm trying to make it work doing things I love because, you know, back way back when, I think it was back in before my son was even born, so it got to be 25 years ago. That book, you know, that was out. Let's see, I just use a green, a darker green. That was a book out called Do What You Love and the Money Will Follow, right? Well, I always believed in that. Oops. <laughs> my pastel, oh, how interesting. My pastel just broke. There was some paper around it. And basically, it wasn't what I thought it was anyway. I thought it was more of a green, and it was orange, bright, bright orange. So we'll use that there. I go with the flow. Like I tell the kids in class, there are no mistakes. You're basically, I mean, I had somebody recently that wadded their dang paper up. And I'm like, ah, it makes me cringe when somebody does that. In fact, I'm going to go all the way down here with this bright, bright, vibrant orange. Kind of a fire orange, a real hot. Probably, I don't even know where I get half of these. Some of these are old pastels from when I was a kid. My aunt gave me a box, and I never used them. This must be an aquarelle because it feels like a crayon. But anyway, so some of them are old. Some of them are newish. So now I'm going to take this off and see what I have. Oh, interesting. So it's a beginning stage. I'm like sort of just in this, I, I just do whatever I think should happen. I don't worry too much about the outcome. Now, because there's a lot of um, what I call organic shapes, I'm going to add some more of a geometrical flavor flavor to it I used a cobalt more or less a cobalt um blue I'm gonna shake off the powder I may paint over these eventually I'm gonna use the first one again see this is why I do series as I see oh here's something I stuck on um, I see, I start kind of timid, timidly or cautiously, it looks like, just to see how it goes. And then when I get rolling here, then I come back to maybe the first one and, and add line or add swirling organic shapes. I just had to tell the kids they didn't understand yesterday or Friday whenever I was, Thursday, whenever I was in that class class. You know, they were doing their mandalas, which is a, you know, Eastern philosophy about the, I don't actually know how to explain it. I know what it is. It's about East, West, South, and North, and it has a lot of mystical meaning, Buddhism, etc. And... What I've been doing in my own work, I'm kind of back and forth with my thoughts here. <laughs> Sorry, everybody, but this is how I work. I don't know, 
you know, I'm doing this sort of as a experiment because I had a friend say, maybe it would be interesting to hear you talk as you create art. And I don't normally do that. What I normally do when I'm making art, I need a, I need a, it's like narrating. You know what I feel like I'm doing? This is like when you're a parent with an infant and you narrate the world. You narrate their world so they learn vocabulary and hear your voice. And seriously, that's early literacy 101. Now I'm mixing and matching my library work, my teaching work, <laughs> my art work, my parenting work. Aren't we a big ball of togetherness. Anyway, basically what I was getting at is when you talk about what you're doing out loud, of course, you are, it's called narrating. Narrating someone's life or your life. And I just got into the cabinet there and got out my exacto knife and I'm chiseling or I'm whittling my what am I whittling? My Stabilo Woody my Woody, it's a big um, some of you guys in Europe would know I, I first discovered them in France and came back here and was able to find them as well but they're big like uh pencils that are colored pencils kind of thing soft kind of nice and soft anyway I just whittled away so I could get some and whittled away at a white one because I've added cobalt blue yellows and oranges against a black background all of this is abstract by the way it's not I'm not making anything I'm just using color and line and shape to create, to let myself do, I call it, you know, kind of like enhanced doodling. <laughs> it's all about doodling and letting yourself go. So anyway, I told these kids, school-wise, I, they were making the mandalas and a lot of them were great. I, I like walking around and teaching in art classes I get a lot of inspiration there from what they work on what they work on some of them are really talented in there with their concept of color and concept of design together so I actually made just this big kind of ob oblongish geometrical with irregular corners in this piece and I don't really like it because it's just white sitting there now. So I'm gonna make another one down towards the edge. These are rectangular in shot size. Let me pull out my, let me pull out my, see now that I'm organized, I can just sit here and do this. This is fun. I pull out my tape measure. How big are these? Let's see, about 14 and a quarter by eight. Eight inches, eight and a half inches, eight and a half inches wide, long, whatever, high, however, by 14 and a half. So I guess it's legal size. How interesting. I didn't even put that together. They don't look quite wide enough for legal size. Isn't legal size 10 by 14? 
don't know, whatever. So I'm adding another white kind of oblong, recognizable, rectangular shape down at the other end of this piece to see if that helps my eye. Not really, I don't like it. So basically what that means is I'll probably be laying or layering over that with some, probably maybe some black line. Let's see. Or even coloring over it entirely. Let's see what will happen. Oh, this, okay, so here we have, because this, this Stabilo Woody, three in one it says, I think these are water-based actually. I think I can run my brush into water and have them smear. I, that's why I bought them over in Europe. I was doing some sketching over there and wanted to have some washes. Well, basically it puts down sort of a wax resist. So now if you put over pastel, it doesn't really work on that. So now I'd have to put in, let's see, can I put in there? Ow. I need to uncross my legs as an older woman. No, I don't, can't stay in any real one position any longer. Now I'm going to just like stretch out like I'm in a yoga pose. Let's see, what can I put over that? I want, let me see. I just recently picked this up from a friend. She was like, I've had this cabinet in my house for a year. I was supposed to get my brother to take it. Do you want it? And she showed it to me. I'm like, yeah, I could put all my supplies in there. That would help me clean up my studio. And it's just this little tiny piece of, I can't believe just a little tiny piece of furniture would help me out so much. I'll show you. It's, I'm all into like measuring lately. It's about 26 inches high. So two feet by about 11 inches wide. Really small, but has these little tiny drawers about four inches deep. You know, 11 by, or nine inch by four inches deep. And then as far as however deep the, see how deep this is. I don't know, I never measured this thing. I didn't care. 16 inches deep. So it's quite a nice space, you know. And there's one, two, three, four, five, six drawers. So I have my all my pencils and my charcoal and my, the very bottom one has all my tools like my wire for wiring paintings and exacto knife blades and a screwdriver and my hammer and all the stuff I'm looking around for generally. I usually hang them up on a nail, but I need my wall space. I need my wall space. So anyway, I was going in to get some charcoal or something here. Some sort of graphite or dark mark. Something to make a dark mark with. Like a, like what do you call that? Oh, here's a dark charcoal. I think that would work. Let's see. I need to take my X-Acto knife and Grinch it off a little bit at the end. If you don't, it's like that's how you do it in the art world. You don't use a, basically don't use a um, pencil sharpener. You use an X-Acto knife. Oh yeah, that works great. 
Now I can scrape through or make some design on that. I like that. Hmm, cool. Cool. Now, lately I've been doing these doodles that are, I don't know what you call it. They're just mark making, you know? Zigzagging marks and um, I don't even have a word for it. Just I just call it mark making. I'm gonna make some other marks over the rest of some of these now because this dark charcoal is really nice. It brings up the black background. I like what's going on now. See, I have to. I'm okay with just trying anything, and if it's like, oh yeah, that's not really great, <laughs> just keep making it great. That's what I told those kids the other day. One kid tried to wad his paper. I'm like, oh, you could just keep drawing over that, make it something really interesting. He didn't know what I meant. You don't when you're a kid. You really don't. You think, oh, I made a mistake. I hear my grandson, granddaughter say that times. Well, there's no really mistakes. You just made a mark over there that you're not that happy with, so just try something else with it, you know? And getting back to one more thing I said in that classroom is about organic versus geometric. So now, of course, I'm taking my charcoal um, pencil and Derwent charcoal, dark charcoal. It's really a nice pencil. Wow, I don't remember I had that. And making it, doing some other things on the other pieces that I have. So, altogether, I'm doing three. I need to do something more with this. Yeah, altogether, I decided to do a, a series of three. You know, it's always good to do odd odd numbers. Oh, it even comes out nicely under, on top of the dark. So I can still see my dark charcoal on top of the dark board. So that's nice to know too. So I'm going to do this thing. I saw, I did a um, cast about um, Hans Christian Andersen earlier today. I'm doing this in the e my evening. This will be on my, I think I'll post this for my cast three tomorrow actually. Or not, maybe I'll do it on Lemur tonight. But what I'm, what I just realized was this piece that I'm working on right here with the red eyes, they look like red eyes and red face green nose. Um, I've just put a big hoop in this person's earring. And I don't know. I hope this thing is recording. I can't tell how long it is. Is it recording? Yeah, it looks like. Okay, so Hans Christian Andersen did this um, paper cutout. I'm going to put some yellow on the side of this. Anyway, and he... Um, I guess in the museum, the one side of it got damaged, so that the character only has one earring now. 
<laughs> and I, when I looked at it today, I was like, whoa, he was doing left-sided, left-ear earrings before it was even fashionable. <laughs> but not really. It was that the piece had become damaged. It was a two-earringed person. Hmm. I don't know why this one turned into a person, even though I did it abstractly. It still came out like that. That's okay. Now I'm going to put these in here. And so I'm working back and forth on different pieces, to the three different pieces as all at once. You know, I do it together. I mean, I work on one, put it aside, do another. And I try to keep some color continuity with with uh, within the work. And oh, <laughs> that's funny. Some things appear to me as they. So this looks too yellow now. You know what I need to do to that. So I just keep moving them back and forth. This is going to be fun. I have a stack of these. I don't know where I got these. I kept it. Obviously, I kept these around for stuff times like this. This is what people... This is the other thing that people don't understand about artists. They think we're hoarders or they're, we're pack rats or that we're really creepy, messy. But some of us are. But I keep stuff around when I find, when I feel like they would be utilized in a, in a piece or like, like what I'm doing tonight, sitting down here in front of them. And doing a piece of work, <laughs> a quick piece of work. Now these remind me I was trying out the iPad a long time ago, about four years ago after watching David Hockney, or seeing David Hockney's um, exhibit in the city, San Francisco, and uh, I said, well, you know, if he's a drawing and a drawer and a painter, professional, I'm going, and he's using the iPad, I think I can try that just for fun. You know, there's something about trying to be a traditionalist, you know, and I pretty, pretty much try to adhere to that try to keep, keep materials real, not be digital based. But it's fun to play around. And so what I did was I did a whole series of abstract work based on a theme that I had been doing in a triptych I since sold about finding your own milk. It was something I learned about through my own Well, I guess you want to say my own personal journey of my psychological state, <laughs> especially during a really tough time before I left that library. I was a, a union steward and with a target on my back, basically, because when I go after something, I fight hard for people, and they knew it. <laughs> And they did not want me to do any of that. And they got really, really, really tough with me. 
But I won a lot of different things. I won a lot of grievances. And took on my own hat. They tried to battle me. But anyway, that's another whole long story. But I came out alive. <laughs> but I'm a fighter. So anyway, I was doing some soul searching about myself and getting some help with that. And the topic came up about having people in your life find their own milk. That I wasn't the one that always had to bail people out, you know, fight for people. I've been doing that all my life. So while I'm, what I'm doing is I'm adding a complementary color. Just it was a natural thing. I didn't even think about it. There's some yellow on my work here, and so of course I grabbed. I grabbed what is the complementary of yellow, purple, and that makes a nice contrast. So anyway, back to the iPad thingy. I did a lot of doodles and digital work in the iPad based on that theme and had so much fun. It was really, oh, that was an automatic thing too. I took my orange and put it next to the blue, another complimentary thing. I just, that, I find that stuff comes naturally to me now. I don't always think about it. It just happens. I guess that's what happens when you've been making art for 20 years. As a real artist, I mean, basically I've been making art for a lot longer than that, but not as a serious acknowledging that I am an artist. And there is something about that. You do have to acknowledge it to yourself, to give yourself permission that it's okay to just have fun doing what you're doing. And that it's really okay to provide visual pleasure to people. They like to see good paintings, good drawings. They like to hear good audio. They like to see good video. They like to... We need all that stuff, you know? We need pleasure in our lives. There's so much heartache in the world, really, isn't it? Okay, so I think I might be done with this one. Let's put that aside. I think I might be done with that one, too. And let us see about adding one last finishing touches to this one. Let's see if I can add I'm going to be adding some green to this and making it go out to the edges. So I can take that have a negative space sort of filled in a bit. Not all of it, but kind of pick and choose what you want to leave alone. You know what I've been doing for myself so I know it's okay to quit? And how many minutes? I can't tell. Let me pick this up. I hope it's recording because I don't see that it is. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, it's 30 minutes. Oops. Well, anyway, see what happens? A half an hour goes by like crazy. So if you, if you basically cut that together, or put that together, that's three little pieces of work in 30 minutes. So 10 minutes a piece, right? That's not bad. I like to, um, what do you call that? I like to uh, limit myself 
when I'm doing these daily things, daily work, and um, so that's what I just did. I basically just did three small works, knowing that I was going to quit at the end of this audio. Oh, so what I was going to say is what I do is I sign them so I know they're done, so I don't have to come back if I don't want to. If I want to, I can. But I better date these, so because now I'm doing these. I'm going to be doing them daily. So this is three, and today is twenty. No, no, we're on six. Gosh, we're already into six two, twenty eighteen, right? Six two. Yeah. So three bit three. I mean, they're not. I don't. I know. Uh, these are not meant to be masterpieces or anything. These are meant to be my audio about my painting process and talking about what I do in life as a painter. Here's my signature on the red face guy. 6-2-18. And that if I were to get these prepared to be hung somewhere, which I'd have to put them on some sort of a backing and put a frame around them or something, I don't know what I would do. These I'm, I'm not even thinking that direction. But if I had, if I were to do that, I'd have to s put some fixative on it, you know, because this is all loose medium. Some of it's loose and some of it isn't. And there you have it. That's my audio log today for my art world, doing my three small paintings, drawings. They're not paintings. They're more like drawings and doodles. Sketches, I guess. Let's call them sketches. Because you know what I think these could be used for would be, be used for in, ah, whoops. <laughs> they could be used in an, as a larger piece. I could make them, or I could combine them in a painting. It's just to let my hand go. My eyes look at the color and, and of course, do it while I'm talking to you, which is very new to me. I normally would have music on in the background. So maybe tomorrow I'll put my music on and you'll hear that in the background. And then I'll do some others. I don't know that I'll do three tomorrow. Maybe I'll do one. Maybe I'll do two. Maybe I'll find other odds and ends around here. This will be the eclectic collage going through old drawing paintings supplies and utilizing what's right here in my vicinity because I sure as heck have a lot hanging around I'm not a hoarder I'm not a I'm not a what do you call that hoarder or a um I don't know when you collect things just you're obsessively collecting but I do look at things in a practical manner I do look at things like I could use that as a drawing. I could use that as a, um, a surface or I could use that as a piece to start a work. Like for instance, I have stuff in the garage like that. I was out cleaning that out yesterday and I have, now this is gonna go really long. This is 35 minutes. I'm gonna cut it off in two seconds here. Um, but anyway, there's stuff in the garage I was throwing out stuff yesterday but there are some things in there that you know I still hold on to because I'm like no that would be good to use as an as an inspiring start to some sort of work because there is a big part of me that's a sculptor as well and I like to build 
And so there's part of me that wants to do some collaging or attaching uh, layers or materials together during this time period. I'm going to let myself have some sculpting time. I've been doing 2D stuff all year and I've got a lot of work done. I did. I really have done a lot of paintings this year. But I need to like explore my building ability again. That's always so hard for me. But more should be revealed on that. Talk to you later.